Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. The 2015 campaign finally got underway on Sunday as our John Fox-led beloved plate host to the Packers looking to kick off the new regime in style in front of the Soldier Field faithful. How did the game shake out? And was it the joke that it was supposed to be? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the week one review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. So it finally happened. At noon this past Sunday, the Bears and the Packers took the field and butted heads for 60 minutes. And unfortunately, it did not turn out the way that we would have wanted to. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. Back, the, one, the week one review episode of the Chicago Bears review. And, um, you know, we didn't win. We didn't win the game, but uh, it, uh, it fell apart at the end. But the, the really great part is we were in it at the end. It was a football game until the end. And the most unfortunate thing about the way the game turned out was the, basically the, the game that, that turned the tides, or the play, I should say, that turned the tides. And, of course, I'm talking about the Jay Cutler interception. Uh, or actually, I should say, the Clay Matthews interception of the Jay Cutler pass in the fourth quarter. It was 24-16 to 16 at the time. The Bears were moving the football. It looked like they were on their way to you know, put themselves in a position to tie the game. A one-score game with about six minutes to go is what the, what, you know, how the situation started. And, uh, you know, chipping the way Cutler's – you know, Cutler played a really good game. I mean, his stats could have been better 18 of 36 – you know, obviously that that could be better, but you know, he. Here's my problem. Okay, I'm just gonna skip right to it. I was I I had to talk too many people off the ledge. Anyone who is part of the Facebook group, the Chicago Bears Review Facebook group, saw my post telling everybody to calm the f down. Okay, it it we was it was supposed to be a joke. It was supposed to be a laughing stock of a football game. The the Packers were supposed to come and run us out of our own building, and that did not happen. That did not happen. Okay, and everyone was talking about after the interception. Oh, same old Jay, same old Jay. It's like no, yes, he threw an interception. Yes, it was a costly one. But here's why it was not a same old Jay moment. It wasn't. And here's why. And you guys know, I am no Jay Cutler apologist, okay? I am no Jay Cutler apologist. When the guy screws up, I'm the first one 
to hold in the task for it on this show. Okay. So, you know, I mean it when I'm saying this, okay, I'm not on the Cutler bandwagon, but he's our quarterback. We got to back him up. And here's the thing. Here's why it wasn't a, a, another same old Jay moment. Okay. Same old Jay would have been trying to put the football in a place where it did not belong. He would have been trying to throw it into triple coverage, hoping that Brandon Marshall, Alshon, Martellus Bennett, whoever, could outjump the three or four defenders that were standing there with our one receiver. Okay, It was a good throw. Bennett was open. If Bennett catches it, it's a huge play. Hell, it might have even been a touchdown. Who knows? Okay, But Bennett was open. The throw was there. It would have hit him right on stride, but it was just, and as much as it sickens me to say, it was a great play on the part of Clay Matthews. Okay, you'll hear me talk about it in the knee-jerk reaction. You'll hear me say it basically just like this. Matthews is lined up right over the left tackle, and he had to run all the way across the formation, across the field, to barely make that play. I mean, his arms were completely stretched out to reach the football and catch it and, you know, make the play. Okay, it was a great defensive play on the part of Clay Matthews. It's it's unfortunate. And I knew I knew the moment it happened that this would be the fallout of it with that. People would be on the same old Jay bandwagon. If that moment doesn't happen, people are commending Jay Cutler on his performance. They are. Okay. They're talking about what a smart, efficient football game he played. Okay, that's what he did before that moment and after because we ended up having a touchdown drive after the one that failed there in the fourth quarter to get us within uh, another score, with the 31-23 being the final score there. And you know Packer fans were sweating bullets when it came down to an onside kick because the last time the Packers faced an onside kick, it cost them their chance to go to the Super Bowl. So it wasn't a gimme thing, okay? The Packers did manage to recover it, and that ended up being the ball game. But it wasn't over until the final moment. And that, in this, in this year, 2015, in this season, that is going to be more important. Progress, being competitive, because when you're competitive, when you're in it, you have a chance, you'll steal a few games in the process. You will. It will absolutely happen for the Bears. If they're in it at the end against Arizona, maybe they pull this thing out. Maybe they pull it out and they beat Arizona on Sunday. Okay? It's not out of the realm of possibility if we play like that. Okay? You you know for years I've talked on this show about my keys to the game when it comes to the Packers. Okay? Number 1 was to get to Aaron Rodgers. Okay? Number 2 was to keep the ball away from Aaron Rodgers, and number 3 was to kind of, you know, avoid mistakes, penalties, turnovers, that kind of thing. Okay, now we were only one for three on this particular Sunday. Our defense still has a lot of work to do. Okay, because Rodgers was was 18 of 23, which pretty much meant anytime he threw the football, it got where it was supposed to go. Okay, so defense still has a lot of work to do. Our pass uh, pass rush. I mean, well, also this is probably the best offensive line we'll face all year. Okay, except maybe Seattle, which we play in, in a couple of weeks. Probably the best offensive line we'll face this year, okay? And Rodgers was under pressure, but it was, like we were saying when we talked to Evan Western last week, it wasn't, we don't want to put Rodgers under pressure. We want to get to him. We want to sack him. We want to bring him down, 
Okay, that's how you're effective against Aaron Rodgers. You hit him, you bring him down to the ground. You prevent him from throwing the football because whenever he gets around, the guy's just got great pocket awareness and he always buys himself enough time to get the football away, and that's what he did uh, on Sunday. Anytime that we pressured him, he managed to find a way out of it and get the ball down the field or create the opportunity himself and run for a first down uh, and things like that. Okay, but our drives... 10 plays, 12 plays, 14 plays, you know, long extended drives. You'll hear me talk about that in the knee-jerk reaction. I'm not going to spoil it this time. But, you know, it, it, there's, there's, there's a lot to work with here, guys. There's a lot to work with here, okay? Yes, it sucks that we were close and we came up short, okay? It sucks that the game got away from us there uh, at the end, okay? And I know how frustrating it is because it's the Packers again. Okay, but you have to look at the bigger picture here. After what we went through last year, after what we went through last year, this was the performance that we needed to start off the season. It really was. Aside from a victory, this is what we needed to see. We needed to see competitiveness. We needed to see fight, and that's what we saw. We saw our players fighting until the end, okay? Because we came back, we drove down the field, we scored another touchdown, we put ourselves in a position to make it a one-score game and possibly get the ball back and do it all over again. Who knows what happens if we recover that onside kick? That's what we want, okay? In the past, in the past couple of years, especially last year, Jay throws that interception, we pack it in, it's over. We pack it in, it's over. Emotionally, the players just don't have it in them. There were Matt Slauson, Matt Forte, both made comments about last year's regime, basically kicking them on their way out the door, saying that Matt Slauson specifically said, we would have packed it in you know, when we got behind, especially when it was 31-16 to after the Clay Matthews interception. The Packers got it into the end zone. It's 31-16 to with you know four minutes to go in the football game, whatever it was. They would have packed it in. Emotionally, they'd have been done. They'd have just been going through the motions, probably would have gone three and out and punted the ball away again, and the game really would have been over at that point. But instead, we drove the length of the field. Martellus Bennett made a great play, broke some tackles, made some moves to get into the end zone, make it 31-23. to And there we are, an onside kick away from making it really, really interesting at the end. Okay, The thing that we need to take away from this game is that <laughs> – the, all the Packers had to do was show up. All the Packers had to do. Going into this game, that's all anybody ever said. All the Packers basically have to do is show up because it's the Bears and they're awful. Look at the way they played in the preseason. And I was one of those people saying that you can't ignore how badly we played in the preseason. It's scary to think about what Green Bay could do to us after watching us play the preseason the way we did. It was frightening to think about. But the way the game shook out, Green Bay, and you'll hear me say this a dozen times during the uh, knee-jerk reactions, Green Bay had to earn everything, including that Clay Matthews interception. He had to run across the field, across the formation, and he just barely made the play. He had to make a great play in order to rob us of that touchdown drive. He had to make the play. It wasn't one of those softballs that Jay threw up. He, he didn't hit Clay Matthews in the numbers with the football, and he was standing there the whole time, and Jay just wasn't paying attention. He literally came out of nowhere and stole the football out of the air. 
He, like I said, he made a great play. And it disgusts me because I hate Clay Matthews. But he did. He made a great play to make the interception, to end the drive, to essentially put the game away uh, for Green Bay. It was, a not, it was not a same old Jay moment. It wasn't. And it's been pissing me off with those people who have been saying it. Because, like I said, you're missing the bigger picture here. He made one mistake in the whole football game. Okay. Unfortunately, Green Bay is the better team. They are. They're more talented football team than we have right now. So we had to be near flawless in order to beat the Packers. John Fox himself said those exact words. We had to be near flawless to beat them, and we made one mistake in the football game, and it cost us. That's what happened. We had to be perfect. With our talent level right now, we're not good enough to win a game by making mistakes, at least not against a team like Green Bay. And we made mistakes, and it cost us period but it wasn't jay throwing the football into triple coverage it wasn't jay uh ignoring the fact that there's a safety sitting right in the middle of where he's trying to throw the football and hitting him right between the numbers with it or anything like that okay he made the throw you know hindsight being 2020 yeah maybe he could have gone over the top and led martellus down the field okay but otherwise you know nine times you know every time that's how jay's gonna make that throw Clay Matthews made a, made, the, made, the, made a great read and made an even better play and stole the football and won the game for the Packers. So, and the other thing, I'm not talking moral victory here, okay? I'm, I'm, this, this is not a moral victory for us. This is progress is what it is, especially based on the fact that the two games from last year between the Bears and the Packers had a total, had a, had a final score of 93-31. to 31. 93 to 31 was the final score of the two combined matchups last year. Okay. We have some work to do on defense. Okay. Maybe we'll have, uh, maybe it was just the fact that, you know, the Packers are that good in their pass protection, which, you know, that's something they do to everybody. So it wasn't that much, that big a surprise that we couldn't get to uh, Rodgers. We did fairly decent against the run most of the time. Uh, Eddie Lacy still ended up with 95 yards rushing, but. You know, he didn't run rough shot all over us in the game. Like I said, Green Bay had to earn everything. And to me, you know, that's progress. That is absolutely progress. And, um, you know, if we can string a few together like this, we're going to surprise some people this year. So, I mean, that's, that's where I'm at with that. So what do you say we go ahead and, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe i'll just play them back to back who knows because i've done all the talking i would probably do uh in between them what do you say we go ahead and get to these knee-jerk reactions i know you guys love these things so here's the first quarter knee-jerk reaction where you'll you'll hear a bit of optimism like like hey we're we're actually playing some football here <laughs> knee-jerk reaction to the bears and the packers for week one and you know it's it's been a tale of two drives in this uh, in this first quarter the the bears in the first drive after receiving the opening kickoff drive it down the field uh, every running play gets positive yardage jay's making good decisions with the football they're moving it down the field and they the, the drive stalls just in the red zone they end up with a robbie gold uh, field goal then the defense comes out and this is where you know of course because rogers is on the other side everybody's you know bear fans and a world around are all nervous and biting their nails three and out for rogers and the packers to start 
Then the second drives take place. Not good for the offense. It ends with a Julius Peppers sack fumble on our brand new right tackle, Kyle Long, who is, after months of speculation, starting at right tackle today. Um, the fumble was reversed because Jay's knee was down. Rodgers and company drive the length of the field after an awesome punt uh, from Pat O'Donnell. And um, at the, the touchdown was actually more of a great catch uh, than it was. It, it, here's the thing. It's, it's promising that Green Bay has to earn everything today. Uh, the Bears haven't given them anything. Uh, or, you know, it's not like it was before where, where Green Bay could basically just uh, taking the field automatically gave them whatever they wanted. So far, Green Bay is having to earn everything they've gotten. At the end of one, it's only 7-3. to three. The Bears have the football. And uh, let's see how the rest of this goes. <laughs> So, you know, go ahead and put the razor blades away because this thing isn't quite over yet. Yes, we're down. We only got a field goal, and the Green Bay got a touchdown. So, all right, fine. But it's 7-3 to three as opposed to 17-3 to three or 14-3 to three because Green Bay had the ball twice in the first. Hell, it could have even been worse because in the past, this would have been three and out, three and out, three and out, while Rodgers and company just drive the length of the field, put it in the end zone every single time they touch the football. So uh, the fact that it was 7-3 to three, uh, was promising. But as you'll hear at the end of the second quarter, it's even more so promising. Knee-jerk <laughs> reaction to the Bears and Packers after the second quarter. And uh, you know what? <laughs> We're winning this thing. It's it's thirteen to ten. Uh, you know it's it it's still not it's still a mess on the defensive side. I mean Rodgers is still Rodgers, and he's moving the ball down the field. But it's it's different than it's been in the past couple of years, especially where it's this game is not a joke. The the, the Bears are making a game of this thing. We are winning right now, and our our offense. Remember. Anyone who's listened to the show over the past couple of years, I basically had the same keys to every Packers game, and it was to get after Aaron Rodgers, to keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, so, you know, long possessions on offense and minimize turnovers and such. We have one penalty for five yards. The one mistake that Jay made as far as fumbling the football was taken away because luckily his knee was down, and the Bears have have the time of possession game by at least at least 10 or 12 minutes at the half right now so the the fact that Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and was able to move make a short drive and been put it in the end zone is the only reason that the game is as is as close as it is right now uh the defense has done a bend but don't break kind of thing with the with Packers so far and the offense is consistently running the football, and more importantly, they are converting on third down, which is keeping Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines and our defense off of the field. And I, I tweeted during the second quarter after we uh, after the Matt Forte touchdown uh, to, when we took the lead ten to seven. Um, you know it's been a nice long drive when Aaron Rodgers has to warm up before taking the field again. If we can see that a couple of more times today, we might just shock the world and put a, you know put Green Bay in an 0-1 hold after the first game of the season. It's still early. We still have two whole quarters of football left to go, but the Bears are up 13 to 10 at the half, and you know at this point it doesn't look like a fluke. <laughs> 
And I think that was an important point. It didn't look like a fluke. It looked like an actual competition between these two teams, and they were going at it, and the Bears were just better than Green Bay as far as the scoreboard was uh, in the first half. It was, it was uh, you know, you hear me, I'm practically giddy in this thing, you know. And uh, in the third quarter, I pretty much, <laughs> I'm, you know, it's, it was just exciting. It was exciting for us to be in it considering the beatings that we took uh, last year uh, in 2014 I mean it was just pathetic and um, you know it's it's am, am, am I the only one who remembers what it was like last year guys because it just it, it feels that way you know talking to some of you about the game and, and the whole woe is me thing with the, the same old J moment and all the rest of that crap um, you know am I the only one who was actually who was who was thrilled with the way we played on Sunday I, I can't be the only one who saw it that way and I know that I'm not but it's just you know when I talk to some of you guys it's just like oh god and the defense this and Jay did that of course Jay's gonna blow it and all that kind of it's just just snap out of it okay we got a lot to work with here and uh like I said if if we keep playing like this uh we're gonna surprise some people and in the third quarter knee-jerk reaction uh the Bears uh, have lost the lead but uh, like I said, we're still in it going into the fourth quarter, which at this point is really all we could ask for. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to the third quarter of the Bears and the Packers. And you know what? What I asked for more than anything was that the Bears would still be in this thing going into the fourth quarter. Well, it's 17-16 to 16 Green Bay right now. So we are definitely in this thing, which means we have a chance. We have a chance to shock the world and beat the Packers week one in Chicago, which just seemed impossible the further we went into the preseason with the way that we looked uh, just overall on defense, offense, um, you know, defense is still having trouble with, with Aaron Rodgers, but he's Aaron Rodgers. So, so right now I can't really write off the defense as being bad. It's just, are they bad or is it because we're playing Rodgers? Maybe it's a combination of the two, but we are consistently putting the Packers in like third and five and longer situations making Green Bay earn it. We're not giving them anything. They've had to earn it all. Like I said earlier, the Bears on offense are moving the ball really well. Forte already has 130 yards rushing so far in the football game, but like in the preseason, we're just having trouble finishing drives as in putting them in the end zone instead of settling for field goals. 17 to 16, 15 minutes left to go in this thing. Let's see where we're at in the next 15 minutes. So there you have it. The third quarter, Matt Forte, 130 yards rushing. And, uh, you know, you heard me talk about it. And it was something that I was going to mention as we go uh, forward here was that that was basically the problem in the preseason was that uh, moving the football really didn't seem to be the issue for the offense. It was finishing the drives and putting them in the end zone. So we ended up with 23 points. Uh, which is two touchdowns and three field goals. So, you know, and at least uh, the other thing was here in the fourth quarter, though, um, we had a goal line situation. We're inside the five, inside the five yard line, four plays from inside the five. We threw the ball, which was the most puzzling thing that happened all day. The most puzzling thing that happened was that with Matt Forte, probably at or around that 140-yard mark at that point, we threw the ball four times. It, it reeked of Mark Trestman play calling. It made you wonder why Adam Gase was doing that. Uh, 
It made you wonder if if we were audibling at the line of scrimmage or whatever the case may be. But we we sh- at least should at one time at least should have been trying to run the football at least once. Uh, you know, it uh, it it was it was baffling that we would try to throw the ball uh, four times. Uh, I, I don't um, I don't question uh, Fox for going for it on fourth down at that point in the football game in this situation you have to be aggressive so i i don't fault john fox one bit for not taking the points uh in that situation not not even a little bit i it, it, i thought it was the right call uh we you know if if we protect jay on that fourth down we, uh he got blasted i believe by a safety uh on that one you know the packers blitz they sent the house uh jay throws it out there uh, ada royal was open but because jay couldn't step into the throw the ball got away from him, and it flew over Eddie Royal's head. Incomplete. The Bears fall up short, and ball game, you know, well, ball game wasn't exactly over at that point, but that certainly didn't help. Um, you know, there was one other play where it, it almost could have been an interception, but that was poor route running on the part of Eddie Royal. They were kind of doing one of those, one of those bubble screens, and Jay threw the ball where Eddie Royal was supposed to be, and Eddie just didn't get there on time. So it went right through where Eddie Royal was supposed to catch the ball in stride uh, as he ran into the, you know, ran to the center of the field, and he just wasn't there. So uh, that was probably the most disappointing part of it was that, number one, it's something that's been plaguing us throughout the preseason, and number two, four shots from inside the five, we can't get the ball uh, in the end zone. And we didn't run, which was probably the most effective thing we did all day. Matt Forte had 141 yards rushing on like 25 carries, like over six yards a carry uh, in the football game. It just, you know, I, I love the dedication to the run, the fact that we stuck with it, and Matt Forte had a lot of those big runs uh, on, on Sunday. You know, big chunks, 15 here, 12 there, you know, over and over again uh, to get up there. He had 105 yards by halftime. So, I mean, the, the Packers did a little bit better job defending the run in the second half, but Matt Forte was sitting at a buck 40, and he should have had more because we should have tried to get him the football a few times in that, uh, in that red zone situation. So that being said, here is the fourth quarter knee-jerk reaction where, uh, you know, you hear me say once again, Green Bay had to earn everything that they got. Knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the Packers after the fourth quarter, and, uh, well, we came up short in the end. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's the 31-23 to 23 was the final score. Um, things that are going to annoy me about this game, really not so much about the game itself, but possibly what could be said uh, about the game. Like, I, I've been hearing uh, same old Jay uh, already, and it's – Jay threw one interception, just one, as opposed to three or four, which is more customary to a to a uh, Bears Packers game. But it was, yes, he threw the interception, um, but it was more of a great play on the part of Clay Matthews than it was a bad throw uh, by Jay. Clay Matthews was standing over on he when he started the play, he was standing above the left tackle and ran all the way across the 
all, all the way across the field to make the interception uh, on Jay. It was a great read and a great play by Matthews more than it was uh, a bad throw by Jay. Yes, hindsight says that Jay could have, because Martellus Bennett was open, that maybe that Jay could have gone over the top uh, to Bennett's. That's, you know, hindsight being 2020 uh, and all, but it was more of a great play by Matthews than it was a bad play or a bad throw or a same old Jay throw uh, by Cutler. Jay was actually was actually pretty damn good uh, today. So uh, a few missed opportunities here, uh, just the one turnover. Overall, it was an encouraging effort by the Bears. This game was supposed to be a joke, a sham of a football game, and the Packers were supposed to run away with this thing laughing, you know, with Aaron Rodgers on the bench by halftime because they were up by 40 again. And like I've said in, the, you know, probably all three of the knee-jerk reactions so far, this was a football game, a football game for Christ's sake. This was an actual athletic competition between the two teams. Green Bay had to earn everything that they got today. The Bears didn't give them anything. Even that interception, like I said, Clay Matthews had to make a great play to get it. In the end, the better team won, but it wasn't by much. 31-23, to the final score. We move on to Arizona, and all of a sudden after this game, 0-3, an 0-3 start doesn't feel like a certainty anymore. <laughs> and I say that knowing full well that I've also said year after year, don't put too much stock into what happens week one because it basically is a glorified preseason game. We still really don't know the identity of these football teams. You saw a lot of that happen this week. You saw the Buffalo Bills take the Colts to the woodshed uh, on Sunday. Um, you know, you saw what we, what, you know, we thought the, I, I thought anyway, that the Raiders were going to be a tougher football team. They were down 33 to nothing before they finally made their first score uh, against the, uh, the Bengals and the Bengals, a, a team that I thought was actually going to be uh, on the decline a little bit uh, uh, this year. I just feel like it's somebody else's turn uh, for once to make the playoffs in the, in the AFC, uh, you know, but you saw a few things like that. The, the Falcons, who were a not very good football team last year uh, against the you know the champions of the preseason in the Eagles beat them uh, on Monday Night Football uh, last night. The 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 49ers who were supposed to be a dumpster fire joke of a football team destroyed Minnesota last night, 20 to three. Uh, and the Minnesota supposed to be that sexy pick that goes to the playoffs. Hell, I even thought that they were going to the playoffs. But like I said, it's week one. You can learn everything and nothing all at the same time. So, you know, hopefully this is indicative of what we'll see from this team this year, you know, and hopefully it just wasn't that we were super prepared for the Packers and we're going to, you know, crap the bed uh, for the rest of the games uh, on the schedule. But, um, you know, like I said, if, if the performance that we got from the Bears on Sundays is, is what we can expect going forward, this team that, that showed fight, this team that showed no quit, this team that looked, for the love of God, looked well coached on Sunday. You know, they may not have been able to make the plays that they needed to, but they were in the spot to at least challenge. Okay. Alan Ball, we're going to hear his name here in a minute, and you, I guess you can kind of figure out why. But Alan Ball, who got smoked for a couple of touchdowns, it wasn't like last year where Tim Jennings was 15 yards behind Jordy Nelson who, you know, it, he's so wide open, he has to concentrate on catching the ball. 
You know what I mean? That's how wide open Jordy Nelson was in that, especially that Sunday night game. Travesty of a football game. Okay, we didn't seem out of position or out of place. We were there, and like I said, the Packers had to earn everything. The Packers had to make sure that they caught the football, that they got their feet down uh, and everything. They're just talented enough to pull it off. Okay, like it or not, guys, 2015, for the most part, is going to be about progress. It's going to be about competitiveness, being in these football games at the end. And that's all you can ask for is a chance at the end of the football game to win. Because like it or not, like it or not, folks, we are rebuilding. We are. Okay, we've cast out pretty much anyone having to do with Angelo or Lovey or uh, Phil Emery and, and Mark Tressman, though pretty much the you know those guys are pretty much all gone. There's very little left of those people, and their their footprint, their you know their thumbprint, their fingerprints uh, on the organization. Adam Adam, uh, excuse me, um, Ryan Pace. Thank you, Ryan Pace. John Fox are putting their stamp on this organization, and you know it might take an extra year or so and i know that we're impatient uh and everything especially with the team that was handed to mark trestman and how he bore it into the ground uh you know now we're f- pretty much forced to start over but it'll 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 come if we play like this we will be the team that ryan pace wants us to be he wants the bears to to be in it every year like the packers like uh the seattle seahawks you know, it's a foregone conclusion that this team is going to be in the postseason. It's just a matter of how deep they're going to make it this year. That's the team that Ryan Pace is putting together. That's what he wants to do. And the first step is being better than you were last year. And right now, I absolutely believe that we are without a doubt. I believe that if this team could play last year's team, they'd kick the ever-loving piss out of them. Without a doubt. The thing would be over by halftime. It would absolutely be over by halftime. We would destroy last year's team just like that so i for one am pleased i'm upset and it sucks that especially that it was green bay but that's just the way the chips fell i am encouraged by what i saw on sunday and i hope that it's what we continue to see for the remainder of the sundays that we have uh on this schedule so that is going to do it for the week one review and uh you know what do you say we wrap this thing up with everybody's favorite segment bear up Bear down. Bear up and bear down to wrap up the week one review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. And before we get to that, a little show business to take care of. I did receive confirmation from Jess Root of RevengeOfTheBirds.com. If you remember, he was the very first person from SB Nation that we that we interviewed uh, for the uh, opponent preview episodes that we had uh, over the summer. He will be back this week to talk about the Bears and the Cardinals taking uh, taking the field against each other on Sunday. Love to hear his take on how the Cardinals looked in their victory over the Saints. Uh, on Sunday, 31-19, the final score uh, of that one. Um, you know, we thought the defense with the New Orleans Saints might be a bit improved, and then the Falcons, the Falcons, the Cardinals put up 31 points on them, 
and uh, kind of ran him out of the stadium. So, uh, you know, we'll see if how much of that was the week one thing or if the, the Cardinals really are going to be legit again uh, this year. We can tell you that this is um, at least, well, that's why the first three games are so daunting. At the very least, all three of the teams we face to start off the season are well-coached football teams. Mike McCarthy and the Packers, Bruce Arians and the Cardinals, Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. So that that's what makes it so tough is that, you know, uh, that yes, they're all talented rosters, but they've got some outstanding coaches uh, as well that get them prepared uh, to take the field. I mean, you have to be an outstanding coach when your fourth-string quarterback can get you to the playoffs. So that's that's not a fluke when when uh, when you can do that. So anyway... So that's one piece, and also we're going to have a new person on the show next week when Danny Kelly from Field Goals for the Seahawks from SB Nation joins us on the show to talk about the Bears and the Seahawks as the Bears hit the road for the first time in 2015 to travel up to see the two-time defending NFC champions and, and quite possibly the toughest stadium to win a football game in the entire league so danny kelly from field goals will be joining us uh next week we got jess root later this week on thursday when i release the uh the week two preview episode to talk about the bears and the cardinals so it's all kind of falling in place still trying to get somebody for the raiders is there anybody's listening i need a raiders guy but uh aside from that we're set jess root uh this week danny kelly from field goals on sb nation for the seahawks next week um, for week two and week three uh, for those previews. So bear up and bear down, it's actually kind of a, a short list, and we'll start with the bear downs. Um, unfortunately, i got to give bear downs to both of our corners. Uh, Kyle Fuller, mainly because of a pass interference uh, penalty uh, that he got. I mean, granted, it was one of those, if he didn't go for the penalty, it was probably a, a uh, you know, it was probably a shoo-in uh, for a touchdown. Um, he got there. He, you know, got the pass interference. The, the you know, Packer gets to get the ball, like, at the two or the one, something like that. Uh, player two lady, Eddie Lacy, you know, rolls it in, and that was the that was the same drive after the Clay Matthews interception. That's when they went up 31-16. to 16, But, you know, granted he probably did it to save the touchdown, but, you know, it, it gave the, the Packers the football at the one, the two-yard line, and that's, you know, not to mention that, you know, our corners – need some work you know they, they have to be better i mean along with the entire defense but the corners especially um were exploited so which actually leads me to my bear up to uh adrian amos our rookie fifth round tra- draft choice and our free agent signing uh the veteran Antrell roll because we didn't hear their names in this football game it, it wasn't it wasn't chris conti and major right back there or chris conti and ryan mundy even though mundy was the better of the two uh, last year it wasn't them being enormously out of place and the middle of the field was not exploited the way that it was last year okay the Packers had to beat us on the outside and in this case their receivers were better than our corners in those head-to-head matchups and that was pretty much the difference in the game so they weren't eating up the middle of the field I mean did anybody else notice that it was the the Packers had to be on the outside. They were not carving us up in the middle of the field like they did last year, where it just it was wide open. No matter how short or how deep they went with the football, the middle of the field was wide open. That did not happen this Sunday. The Packers had to beat us on the outside, and unfortunately, Allen Ball and Kyle Fuller uh, unfortunately were not up to the task. Uh, as mu- like I said, they were in position. 
they were there, but they weren't better than James Jones and Randall Cobb uh, on Sunday. So that's why they make the bear down list uh, this week. And that's why Adrian Amos and Antrell Roll make the bear up list uh, this week. Also want to bear up, how could you not? Matt Forte, 145 yards, 141 yards and a touchdown. Also had, as I pull the stats up here, um, only 25 yards receiving out of the backfield. Uh, but he had five catches out of the backfield. The, the one thing that was most encouraging about the running game was that there was progress made pretty much every single time we carried the football. Every single time the Bears touched the ball, we were going past the line of scrimmage. Okay, yeah, every now and then we got stuffed. Maybe we got, you know, but it was everything that was progress. Everything was moving forward. And that was just not happening last year. Just not happening at all. It was Bears were running into a brick wall every single time we tried to run the ball. And maybe once in a while we broke one for five or six yards. This time, Forte was breaking him for 10. He was breaking him for 12. His long on the day was 23. Okay, 24 carries, 141 yards on the football on the day, 5.9 yards a carry in the game uh, against the uh, against the Packers. Jacquez Rogers only had 16 yards, but he had it on four on four carries, four yards a carry. That's pretty awesome. So. You know, you can't really argue there. So they're another bear up to the offensive line. Uh, and more specifically, um, Kyle, Kyle Long, our, right, our new right tackle, and Vladimir Dukas, our right guard, stepping in for Kyle Long because he had to move to the outside. It wasn't a great game for Kyle Long. He gave up a sack and a half to Julius Peppers in that football game. But in the run game, he was the same load that he is at guard. Vladimir Dukas got out there doing the job all five guys get to bear up but you want to give it up to Dukas and Kyle Long first time they played side by side uh in a game together because Kyle Long didn't play a snap at tackle in the preseason and you have to think he's only going to get better from here if he can do that well and with what the the with the, what the Packers threw at him uh on Sunday uh the other bear down I only had three two one Allen Ball and, and uh Kyle Fuller and Alan Bald, not exactly how you want to be introduced to the Chicago faithful, getting smoked by a guy that the Packers literally signed off the street this week. James Jones dropped by Oakland in the in the offseason and then cut by the Giants uh, in the preseason. Sign him up to Green Bay where he's played for, for many, many years, and it's like he never left and he's torching the Bears like he has in the past. God damn it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the other bear down goes to Adam Gase, and that was mostly for the play calling on that goal line stand four plays from about the three or four yard line we throw every single time when our running back has been killing green bay uh the you know pretty much the entire football game here we were in midway through the fourth quarter and we're doing this it was uh yeah i just didn't uh didn't care for the fact that we threw the ball all four times at least on first or second down we should have tried to run the ball uh in there somehow I mean, just getting the Bears out, just getting Forte out to the outside would have given us a chance because we were blocking the hell out of the sweep all day long uh, against the uh, against the Packers. So, would have liked to see uh, some some uh, some better play calling from our from our new offensive coordinator uh, there in the uh, goal line. So, like I said, no, don't fault him or Fox for wanting to go for it on fourth down. The only fault I have is that we threw the ball all four times when we ran the ball outstandingly on Sunday. And then wrapping up the uh, the bear ups to 
Jay Cutler, sue me, okay? He was 18 of 36, and that's not okay. You know, that, that's okay. It's not great. It's not good. It's not bad. It's okay. 225 yards. He had the touchdown pass to Martellus Bennett, the one interception. But it's what he didn't do, okay? He didn't try to create something out of nothing, okay? And because of that, it didn't lead to four ridiculous interceptions. It didn't lead to him launching it over so-and-so's head to to you know uh, whoever to ha ha Clinton Dix who's sitting there in the safety position just waiting for the ball and it hits him right in the rib cage because he wasn't expecting the ball to get there but there it was it lands right in his hands he wasn't throwing the football into triple coverage and you know he was making plays with his feet extending you know extending drives by running the football getting a couple of first downs he had 31 yards on the ground on Sunday four carries for 31 yards so 7.8 yards a carry for for Cutler uh, on Sunday that's you know that's what we want that's what we want we want him to be smarter with the football we don't want him to be a game manager he's far too talented for that but being smarter with the football was what we needed in this football game and that's what we got that's what we got and the one interception that went against him again was a great play by the defense and not a same old J moment Okay, I will defend that until I am purple in the face. For you know, I just you know, and like I said, you guys know I'm no Jay Cutler apologist, but I gotta have Jay's back on this one. Okay, it was a great play by Matthews, and uh, you know, it was not a same old Jay moment because, like I said, a same old Jay moment would have been him throwing it into triple coverage when he had no business throwing it there or him telegraphing it so that not only did Clay Matthews make the right read and get there, but the safety and the corner and the linebacker, all you know, all four Packers joined Martellus Bennett in the backfield uh, to make that interception where, you know, it was just just disaster. Okay. It was not same old Jay against Green Bay. Okay. It just wasn't. So he was he was he was awesome on Sunday. Like I said, we could have used the four, a few more completions. Some of that wasn't his fault. We had a few drops from our guys out there uh, on Sunday. But, you know, that's the performance that we want from Jay. We want him being smarter with the football. Stop trying to make something out of nothing and take what the, off, what the defense gives you. And because he did that, that's why we had 11 play drives, 12 plays drives, 16 play drives, and kept Aaron Rodgers off the field and gave him as few opportunities as we possibly could. That's why we were in it at the end. Jay played a huge part in that, and I think he deserves to be on the list because of it. So there you go. And that's going to do it for the week one review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Come back on Thursday. For my talk with Jess Root from RevengeOfTheBirds.com of SB Nation, when we preview the Bears and the Cardinals for week two, was it a fluke performance by the Bears against Green Bay? Was it a fluke performance by the Cardinals against the Saints? What will these teams, who will these teams really be? We'll talk about it with Jess Root. Come back on Thursday and find out. Until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.